This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. New movie in theaters this weekend. Cocaine Bear. Finally, Cocaine Bear is being released. Something got into it. A deer, maybe. A lot of cocaine was lost. I need you to go and get it. No, 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 don't eat that, don't eat that. Let's see what kind of effect that has on you. <laughs> wow. Cocaine Bear currently sitting at 100% positive on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? This is shocking. I wonder how many reviews are out. Maybe it's just one or two, but good sign. Yeah. I have a couple buddies who've all said, hey, let's go see a matinee. <laughs> <laughs> what a hilarious concept. Like, from the start we were talking about this, we heard rumblings about this years ago, and it's finally happening. Yeah, you see in the trailer it says, based on true events. Uh, so there actually was some cocaine that was lost, and a bear did eat it. I, I got a text from uh, one of my pals. He's like, oh, man. He goes, imagine you were one of the people who had a family member mauled by the cocaine bear, and you see this movie's coming out, how upsetting it would be. <laughs> the, the real events didn't end, fortunately didn't end with the bear going on a uh, murderous cocaine rampage. Mm-hmm. From what we understand, the smugglers lost their cocaine in the mountains. The bear found it, ate the cocaine, and then had a massive bear heart attack about six minutes later and died. <laughs> Which is a great PSA for anti-drug use, yeah. for sure. Yeah, don't use that one, cocaine, dare. bears. <laughs> Uh, so the bear didn't kill a bunch of people like it does in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, but it's inspired by the sure, actual story. Sure. Based on a true story. There was a bear that yes. did eat some cocaine one and time. And imagine, just imagine <laughs> if, that's probably how this whole thing started. Um, they're talking about already good reviews, a lot of hype. They're talking about a sequel. Uh, they're not ruling out the idea of doing Cocaine Shark. Oh, off the coast of Miami. As the sequel to Cocaine Bear. So that's a possibility. <laughs> also, they're raking in the money with the uh, the cross promotion and the uh, promotional uh, tie-ins here. Listen to this. Build-A-Bear Workshop and Universal Pictures have teamed up to bring you a fuzzy friend like no other. Introducing Cocaine Bear from Build-A-Bear. It's the same Build-A-Bear you've come to know and love, but this bear is stuffed full of cocaine. Customize your Cocaine Bear with a special message. I am just a regular teddy bear. I am definitely not filled with cocaine. <laughs> I love you, Pablo Escobar. Cocaine bear from Build-A-Bear. Cocaine not included. Now, before you get too upset, that commercial is not based on true events. <laughs> For now. <laughs> cocaine bear in theaters this weekend. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Headline, men who drink cola have higher testosterone levels and larger testicles, according to a new study. So drinking Pepsi and drinking Coke could make your testicles bigger. Hmm. This is according to researchers from uh, a university in China. They had some mice, and they measured the mice's uh, testicles. What a job, eh? Yeah. A cute little measuring tape. 
<laughs> a tiny one. <laughs> a, little tiny, a little ruler. A little tiny measuring tape. <laughs> Maybe some forceps. Uh, so they measured the mice's testicles before they put them into control groups. Some mice were only given water. Other mice were given 100% Pepsi. Some were given Coca-Cola and water. And what they found was at the end of the 15-day period, the mice with the Coca-Cola and Pepsi had significantly larger testicles and higher testosterone levels than the ones who were just drinking the water. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder what chemical in the pop is doing that. They're saying the caffeine. Well, I would assume. I doubt it's the sugar and taste. <laughs> what happens to young girls and women that are drinking this then? Because, I mean, I, you hear it as a guy and you're like, ah, yeah, I should, I should drink some Pepsi. But if that's not what you're going for, more testosterone, maybe something to avoid? Bigger testicles. It does not say it will make females grow testicles. Oh. I don't think they've gotten that far yet. But if, it's, if it is the caffeine, buddy, if you drink Jolt Cola, you're growing a third one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might stop and get myself a super big gulp on the way home today. <laughs> big gulps, eh? <laughs> well, see you later. <laughs> this is obviously damage control from the big soda companies because they're getting some bra- bad press lately about just how bad pop is for you. So and you're thinking they made this up so they can sell more cola? I don't think they made it up, but who's funding this? Because they're also trying to take it out of school vending machines and stuff like that. There's like certain bills being pushed forward, so I don't know. They're going after that alpha market. Yeah, yeah. The oh, truck yeah. nut crowd. Yeah, sure. Take the take the pops out of your school out of our schools if you want your sons to be soy boys. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, according to this university, they say it, it works, and it kind of makes sense because we had another study we were talking about months ago. They say. Uh, that drinking pop makes men go bald, and they do link high testosterone levels to male pattern baldness. Sure, just ask a bald guy. So there might be something there. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, so you'll if you drink Pepsi and Coke, your teeth will be rot and you'll go bald, but your balls will be huge. <laughs> Great marketing. <laughs> so what, what's important to you? Yeah, well... Depends. Yeah, you may have your uh, special someone asking you to take the Pepsi challenge. (laughs) The Taz and Jim Podcast. Everyone loves a good life hack. It doesn't mean they're all good ideas. There is a family who posted a life hack for theme parks on their TikTok account, and they're getting some backlash. I'm going to play this for you. See if you can figure out why people are saying that they're, uh, they're being a little stupid here. Meet my son, Cannon. Our thrill-seeking boy who can't get enough of Disney theme park rides. The only problem, you ask? He's just not tall enough for the big ones. But we didn't want that to stop him from feeling the rush, so we took matters into our own hands and crafted a shoe that just might do the trick. With the help of towering heels, extra flip-flop bottoms, and some Gorilla Glue, we possibly discovered the ultimate theme park hack. First off, that is incredibly <laughs> dangerous, it sounds like. There's, it's not an arbitrary height that they require kids to be because it thinks it makes them more mature. It's So they fit in the seat and the seatbelt, no? It's safety precautions. Yeah. So this family has built lifts for their kids' shoes. <laughs> I got to see a picture of these shoes. Giving them a couple extra inches. <laughs> 
They're substantial. Wow, that kid is uh, little. He, like the picture I see with the kid is sh- with his shoes on, he is a toddler in his father's arms. Yeah. But he, he's a thrill seeker, Jim. He likes riding the roller coasters, so we made him shoes to get him on the rides. This kid can't be older than three or four. What are you going to do when the kid slides out of the uh, restraints? Quickly find him down there and take off his shoes so nobody finds out what happened or what? <laughs> Delete the video? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we lost our son on Space Mountain. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, that's that's crazy. My son, we went to Disney uh, back in, in the fall, and my son really enjoyed the rides, but he was legitimately tall enough to ride, ride on them. If he wasn't, we wouldn't have tried to beat the system. Yeah, it seems like you're just asking for trouble. Uh, sure, my son would love to drive NASCAR as well. Sure. But guess what? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. You put a false uh, bottom on his shorts so that he sits higher. We've got a life hack. <laughs> we went to the costume store. We got a fake beard. Yeah, yeah. I got a buddy with a laminator. We got a fake license. <laughs> my son, my my newborn son loves riding roller coasters but he's not tall enough so we bought a trench coat and a fedora and we put them on his older brother's shoulders <laughs> <laughs> now if you try to buy a rifle for your toddler usually you'll get uh, rejected but we got a child-sized mustache and a fake id yeah not a good idea putting lifts on your kid's shoes to get them on the roller coasters Early, mm-hmm. uh, uh, give them, uh, teach them about anticipation. It's nice to have something to look forward to in life. Grow another couple inches, Cannon, and you can ride whatever you want. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Every day, it seems like there's a new innovation out there, and this one's kind of fun. Would you agree that the term "lol" is maybe the most overused internet slang acronym? Yeah. When people are texting each other. Biggest exaggeration, for sure. LOL. Oh, good one, Jim. LOL. Sometimes I type it in just because I don't know what else to say. And I, you got to respond with something. Or to lighten the, the, the text message so they don't think you're being too serious if the message could be taken the wrong way. Yeah. Hey, could you uh, clean up after your disgusting self? LOL. <laughs> no... <laughs> No judgment, not personal. Jim, uh, could you start maybe using soap when you shower? Because you stink every morning in the studio, LOL. And honestly, if you don't fix it, I will probably have to approach HR. LOL, LMAO. (laughs) A man has created a new device called the LOL Verifier Mm. that will make sure you're actually laughing out loud before you can type LOL. So you you cannot send LOL unless your phone registers that you actually laughed out loud. Mm. This is a device that only lets you type LOL if you're actually laughing out loud. (laughs) It's called the LOL Verifier. I remember when LOL meant laugh out loud, and now it means nothing. Dulled down to the mere acknowledgement of a message. After recording over a hundred laughs for a machine learning algorithm, we can restore the authenticity of the LOL. Okay. It's kind of like I love you in, in a relationship. 
At first, it means something, and then after a while, you start using it to say goodbye. Yeah, hello. get me out of this conversation. I don't want to talk yep. anymore. Love you. I love you. I lo- <laughs> no, okay, all right, all right, honey, I love you. Don't be mad at me. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so, if this thing could read your face when you're reacting to text, though, like I wonder if I can replace it. It doesn't read your face. It it. It like hears how, your laugh. Oh, it, it only hears it. You, I thought it was like a facial recognition thing. You have to be laughing out loud. Okay. Because usually if I'm like actually, like, sometimes I'll go like this. <laughs> I don't know you if know, that like would Sometimes I'll just breathe out of my nose. <laughs> like that, you know? Like a snicker. Yeah, yeah. A snicker audibly. S-A. S-O-L. <laughs> snicker out loud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one's taken, I think, already. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, S-O-L. I guess I'm S-O-L. You're S-O-L. Want to see you peacock, Let's take a look at sports. Devin Peacock is here. He's our sports guy. And the NBA All-Star break is over. Regular season basketball resumes today, Dev. It does. Uh, the Toronto Raptors are back in action. Lots of uh, a play to look forward to. March 1st looks like it's going to be the date that uh, Kevin Durant will make his debut for the Phoenix Suns. But over the All-Star break, uh, there was an interesting little debate that broke out that uh, I think the NBA should be really paying close attention to, which is load management. There's no league like the NBA that has embraced load management management. Uh, Anthony Edwards is one of the stars of the Minnesota Timberwolves, was asked about this practice of basically stars just resting, not playing for no other reason than they want the night off, and he doesn't like it. He thinks if players are healthy, they should be on the court. I didn't realize this is going on. So if somebody just says, hey, I, I'm not feeling it tonight, I'm going to take the day off. They can do that? They can do that. Like, Kawhi Leonard uh, did it a lot uh, during his one season with the Toronto Raptors. Now, that was a, a bit of a different situation since he had missed the previous season. He was coming back from injury, but when he was with the LA Clippers, he did it again. Paul George did it again. LeBron James is pretty uh, uh, infamous for doing this. There's a lot of stars in the NBA who will take a game off. The NBA actually created a rule to try and prevent teams from doing this because what was happening was some players were taking games off when they had national TV games and the broadcasters were upset because the stars aren't playing and if the stars aren't playing, the game's not as good, people don't want to watch so there are pretty hefty fines for teams if players are on the road and they just sit for no reason. Now, no one has been fined by this but the load management is still happening so they need to figure out a better way to uh, respond to this because it is a real problem but I have the solution. Okay, let's hear it. One of the problems in the NBA, and it's the same for the NHL in particular for Major League Baseball, is travel. And so the travel can, you know, really wear on guys when they get in at, you know, four o'clock in the morning, your sleep pattern is upset. So what I would do is in situations where you play within your own division a lot. So if the Raptors are playing the Miami Heat twice in Miami in one season, do it once. So you go to Florida once. So you play the Miami Heat a Friday night and a Sunday afternoon. So fans in Florida would have a chance to see the Toronto Raptors once. It's like and baseball. Then, like baseball and vice versa. When the Miami Heat come to Toronto, they come once a year. And if you want to see them, it's you know a Tuesday and a Thursday or whatever the case might be. That cuts down on the travel a team has to do, but still keeps the game, still keep, gives the fans a chance to see the players. I've got a better solution. 
if a player takes the night off and they're not injured, their salary for that game is added to the 50-50 draw in the stadium. So the fans have a chance to win that player's salary for the night. I don't know. I mean, they're like going to be purposely trying to injure them as they go through the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Just well, if they're injured, it doesn't count. Just if they're being okay, if they're okay. being lazy and they say, "Oh, I don't feel like playing tonight." Well, guess what? Your salary has been added to the fifty-fifty jackpot. I'd like to have LeBron's salary for one day. <laughs> I'd like to have his salary for a couple minutes. <laughs> Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Watch the last three episodes of season one. Of the White Lotus with my wife. Have you uh, gotten into it yet? No, and I'm not sure what this show is all about. I know nothing about it, but I've heard the name a lot. It's... I've only seen the first season now. It's about a uh, resort called the White Lotus. And all sorts of characters. Rich people who go to this resort. and Hilarity and drama ensue. Hmm. It's a good one to watch with your significant other. There are some very funny moments. There's some funny relationship humor in this film. Yeah. Or show. And Jennifer Coolidge, I had to see uh, what has her winning all those awards, right? Yeah, this is Stifler's mom. Stifler's mom, yeah. Scene stealer. Really? She is funny. Very funny. And the music is what makes it. It's like this... Strange music is going throughout the entire show. Is that a moan I hear, or is that an instrument <laughs> I'm not aware of? I don't know. I, I've seen people on uh, <laughs> on TikTok and, <laughs> and Instagram trying to replicate with the... <laughs> it's just fun, whatever it is. I'm not sure if that's a, you know, a synthesizer or people just going... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe with your finger and your lips. Sure. If I'm not mistaken, the writer of this show was on Survivor or something. Mike White, yes. He was a and huge said, Survivor super fan, and he's like a Hollywood director and didn't reveal that to anyone else on the island. Yeah. And now, like, I don't think he, he didn't have his like big break, but now he clearly is a talented guy. He made it happen. Well, he's made some he's made some really good movies, this guy. Mike White. Chuck and Buck was his big break back in the 90s. He did an indie film that got him a lot of attention. And then I think he went on to do uh, Orange County with Jack Black and, okay. and uh, his Hanks' his son. So uh, he's, yeah. he's done a lot of okay. uh, like studio movies, but definitely this is uh, taking him to that next level because it's now two seasons of White Lotus, and it's a cultural phenomenon. Got to get on board, Jim. Okay. If you feel like having that song stuck in your head 